never let a good crisis go to waste. That's allegedly the rule one secular politician has, and they've been public about it in the past, and it seems to have caught on. What I have for you today could be better left to an episode of End Times Watch, but no, this is worth really going into in more than a five-minute-ish video, because the church has always been inextricably linked to what we're going to talk about today, and that is the United Nations is now positioning itself through its lackeys in the national governments of its member states to establish itself as a logical choice for directing our futures, all in the name of avoiding another affliction in the future like we're dealing with now with a thing that should not be. It's all very clever. I mean, well, not really. It's rather predictable, and boringly so for being truthful. Most Catholics who pay attention to these things will sit there and say, yep, we saw that one coming. So let's get into this story and have a look at how boring our would-be rulers are and their totally unsurprising move they're making right now. I'm not really sure what former British prime ministers do once they leave office, but apparently Gordon Brown decided to use his time to become a spokesman for the would-be global system of tyranny. Our story comes by way of LifeSite News. Headline, One World Government Needed to Cope with Affliction, says former British prime minister. And yes, that's Gordon Brown, former Labour Party Prime Minister of the UK. He says that we need a global government to direct joint action to find a solution to the current problem. Think about that for a moment. Brown also wants the UN to direct banks and financial institutions of all kinds to protect emerging markets and, in his words, quote, agree to a joint approach to the use of government spending to boost growth, end quote. His words, not mine. So, we need a global government to direct medical research and to plan the economy of the planet. <laughs> what could go wrong? Let's get into Brown's background because this isn't his first attempt to direct things with at least mixed results. From the LifeSite piece, quote, During the worldwide financial crisis of 2008, then-Prime Minister Brown convinced other global leaders of the need to bail out the banks, the Guardian reported. He then hosted the G20 countries at a summit in London which came up with a $1.1 trillion rescue passage. Contemplating the emerging financial crisis, Brown believes that there should be advocacy for the emerging world markets within the G20 countries through his proposed global task force. We need some sort of working executive, he said. If I were doing it again, I would make the G20 a broader organization because in the current circumstances, you need to listen to the countries that are most affected the countries that are making a difference, and countries where there is the potential for a massive number of people to be affected, such as those in Africa. He also said that the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund need, as the Guardian paraphrased, an increase to their financial firepower to cope with the impact of the crisis impact on low- and middle-income countries. End quote. Okay, so to review, these unaccountable global organizations need a working executive to direct the financial institutions of the world to meet this crisis. A working executive is a nice euphemism for a dictator, at least in my book, and who do you think wants to be that dictator? Usually people who come up with ideas like this want to be the dictator themselves. I'm glad no one of any importance is going to listen to this guy, as his credibility has been utterly shot by his involvement in the bank bailouts of the 2008 financial crisis, which no one outside the banking system liked anyway. And it will strike no one as surprising that Gordon Brown has been an attendee of the mysterious and controversial Bilderberg meetings, which, by the way, the Vatican was a participant of as well in 2018. One of my first videos ever on this channel was about the Vatican sending a representative 
to that meeting for the first time in history. If you can stand the poor audio quality of that video, it's worth a watch for context. In those days, I had a lot of trouble with my audio quality, and it took a long time to get to where I am now, such as it is. Anyway, these statements came on the heel of a meeting of the G20, which is a meeting of the heads of the 20 heads of state of the largest economies on the planet. At that meeting, government leaders pledged to put another $5 trillion into the global economy to stave off economic ruin. I'll assume that's in addition to the total $6 trillion that the U.S. government and Federal Reserve are dumping into the economy in the United States in an attempt to reignite economic activity. At that meeting, the head of the U.N. said, A sustainable global economy must arise once the current situation is reversed. This comes from an article on the U.N.'s news website. Yes, they have one of those, where the U.N. chief is quoted as saying the following, Quote, we must work together now to set the stage for a recovery that builds a more sustainable, inclusive, and equitable economy, guided by our shared promise, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, he concluded. Again, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Don't kid yourselves, the Agenda 2030 goals have not been left behind. We saw a bit of this in the U.S. with the debate between the two parties over the stimulus bill, where the leadership of the House crammed all kinds of nonsense into one draft of the stimulus, including an attempt to fund the Moloch Temple to the tune of a $1 billion bailout. The final draft was filled with nonsense, too, but nothing quite like that to my knowledge. So don't think that the UN was going to even temporarily put aside its goals for inching towards a planetary government anytime soon, even amid the worst crisis in a century that isn't a world war. To give you an idea, the UN published a list of 17 goals that outlined what Agenda 2030 is. Here they are on your screen for those watching on YouTube. They are Goal 1, No Poverty. Goal 2, Zero Hunger. Goal 3, Good Health and Well-Being. Goal 4, Quality Education. Goal 5, Gender Equality. Goal 6, Clean Water and Sanitation. Goal 7, Affordable and Clean Energy. Goal 8, Decent Work and Economic Growth. Goal 9. Industry, Innovation, and Infrastructure. Goal 10. Reduced Inequality. Goal 11. Sustainable Cities and Communities. Goal 12. Responsible Consumption and Production. Goal 13. Climate Action. Goal 14. Life Below Water. Goal 15. Life on Land. Goal 16. Peace and Justice Strong Institutions. Goal 17. Partnership to Achieve the Goal. Some of those seem laudable. I mean, who's against ending famine or having sanitation programs or keeping energy affordable or even economic growth, right? But seen together and seen with a call by former lawmakers who now work hand-in-hand -hand with the UN and its partner organizations for a centralization of power in a world government, you begin to see that these guys do mean business and want the world to know that they're ready to take the reins of leadership. The problem for them is, of course, that it's widely understood now that their program is actually what helped this current crisis to grow as quickly as it did. As it turns out, the free movement of people and goods wasn't the best idea, and now we're all paying the price for it. Not that anything as trivial as our current crisis would stop these guys from capitalizing on their plans for literal world domination. Again, never let a good crisis go to waste. Oddly on this front, though, the Vatican has been mostly silent. It's almost as if the church has bigger things to worry about now than helping the UN establish itself as some centralizing body for controlling our lives in the name of a distorted vision of the common good. I suppose we should be thankful for that. Well, they've been mostly silent. The Vatican News Agency reported on how the children are the biggest victims of the present crisis. 
though it was reported in a weird way. They're the biggest victims because of school closures and the movement of people this crisis has helped launch. Statistically, they're not the biggest victims of the problem by even a long shot when properly understood. That article goes on to recount how UNICEF is doing great work to help the children. So maybe take that as a Vatican signaling its support to the global response in its own way. Not only do we not let a good crisis go to waste, we don't let one get in the way of our fruitful relationships to build a uh, um, new planet system. I've done plenty of podcasts in the past on the UN and Vatican joint works on achieving sustainable development. It is my firm belief that the sustainable gut development and creating a close partnership with the UN is the chief driving goal of the current pontificate, which should be alarming. We often get wrapped up in scandals that never emerge while this rather obvious one unfolds before our eyes with a few of us saying anything about it. Now, the UN and its lackeys are saying quite openly that they want power to literally direct the world economy after the crisis has passed. And remember, the Vatican's Global Education Pact is still set to launch this October, and the UN and its henchmen are still interested in moving forward. In fact, they're probably funding it. This isn't to say that there shouldn't be some kind of coordinated response. If we want the cause of our crisis to not pop up again in the near future, a proper response is needed. It's the call for centralized power in the hands of the United Nations, the G20, and similar organizations that should be opposed by anyone who is concerned about the growing loss of freedom around the world as these organizations gain more power and more influence, especially since historically crisis situations have been the main impetus for governments and would-be governments to gain power for themselves. It is frankly grossly irresponsible for any politician to talk about their need to be an executive power to oversee everything. That is fundamentally an error that should be avoided by anyone with half a brain. Maybe now the Vatican will see that cozying up to the UN was a terrible idea, but I kind of doubt it. I don't think there is much that will stop this juggernaut from slowly gaining power in the world. Let me know what you think about this in the comments below, though. I'm no fan of the UN, if you can't tell. In my mind, they waffle back and forth between ba being basically useless to extremely dangerous, given their influence and attempts to gain power, to direct global action, and because of the countries that are the most directly involved in running the thing these days. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Let me know in the comments below, and pray for the church, now more than ever. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.